0: Welcome to the Everyone's a Critic movie review podcast. I'm your co-host, Bob Zerl. With me, as always, is professional film critic, Sean Patrick. Visit us at IHateCritics.net, Everyone's a Critic Podcast.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Our handle is CriticsPod. Subscribe to the show. Uh, listen to the show at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Alexa, all your podcatchers. If you give us a five-star review, we will give you a copy, or the next person to do it, we'll get a copy of I Spit on Your Grave correct blu-ray yep the whole is it that yes whole
1: the packet? 4k the 4k 4k blu-ray right
0: yep yeah uh and then you can listen to our patreon and hear us talk about it uh but i do want to talk about the best way to help support the podcast is patreon.com slash pod uh releasing what this episode will be uh, a new patreon episode where we talk about metallica's black album and we'll be doing some more of those here, hopefully in the next few months. And what am I forgetting? T public. I hate critics.net. Click on the t public link on the right hand corner or go to t public.com and search critics pod. Let's
1: we'll be uh we've got Jeff working on t shirts to replace uh Kevin Spacey with with Nicholas Cage in all of his movies. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was fun. I was at a wedding last night, and my uncle's a big movie buff, and he's always tries to find me and sit and talk movies, and he walks in and goes, you've seen Pig, right? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really good. He's like, good, me too. I was worried. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went on the Nicolas Cage discussion, and he agrees with us. Either that or he was just drunk and agreeing with everything, because that's what you do at weddings. <laughs> <clears throat> But anyway, let's get the show started, and we will pull up the pictures for our YouTube listeners, viewers, and we will start with. How do I do this? I totally forgot how to do. There we go. <laughs> I am out of it, man. Uh, we will start with the Eternals.
1: Eternals from director Chloe Zhao uh, stars a myriad of people. Uh, that I could sit here and name, but it would take me all day. Um, The story goes that the Eternals are a group of uh, super beings, gods, if you will, that were created by uh, a force in the universe to uh, protect Earth and help bring about uh, its population and protect it from these so-called deviants, these monsters that come along and uh, eat humans, essentially, and try to feed on them, essentially. So these guys protect uh, humanity for millions of years, that they've killed all the deviants, then they have to sit there and wait and figure out what their what the rest of their mission is. Uh, while they're waiting, they you know have lives and they go on to do stuff and families and so on. We see little bits of history of them here and there. Sorry, one second. I have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they uh, they go on they. They uh, go on and they come to modern times and they they find that there's a new Deviant out there running around that's uh, come loose during an earthquake and they've got to find it and kill it. But this Deviant's a little bit different because it has one of the powers of one of the Eternals and, in fact, has killed one of the Eternals, which is unusual. Uh, So they've got to team up again and bring everybody back together after they've been part for several hundred years for whatever reason and uh, battle these Deviants and find that they've got uh, their actual... uh, Mission that is coming about now that uh, humanity has reached to this particular point. Um, <laughs> I'm indifferent to this movie mostly. It's it's fine, it's well made. Chloe Zhao is an incredible director. Of course, it's well made. Um, the, the problem is, is there's, there's a lot of characters, and not all of them are particularly great or, or stand out, and specifically the guy, uh, Richard Madden, this guy. I am. I'm face blind to this man. I cannot. I could not pick him out of a lineup. I could. If you put him next to uh, Sebastian Stan, I couldn't tell you which one is which. I couldn't tell you. Uh, I couldn't find. If you walked up to me right now and, and said, "I'm Richard Madden," I'd go, "Who?" Like,
0: <laughs> and is he the star?
1: <laughs> He's the guy right in the middle of the. Picture right, reel. I
0: figured that much. But I mean, when you got Angelina Jolie and come and Kamal Nanjiani, I mean three people and for me that are really i know who they are so that's yeah. where my attention immediately goes
1: well uh, and the other one the other one in here that i know you'll love is 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 uh barry keegan who of course uh, was in the green Knight and uh the oh, yeah. killing of a sacred deer he's one of the most interesting actors in the world right. and uh and he's the most interesting actor in this movie and i just kept wanting more barry keegan and I can see where they're building toward a sequel, and he's going to have a, a better part in the sequel. So I understand where they're going with that. But I was like, he's so much more interesting than everybody. <laughs> and then, of course, Angelina Jolie is also more interesting than everybody. And her role is she's she's, she's kind of sleepy throughout, and she's kind of sidelined. Uh, they give her character something that's kind of like, uh, dementia for the gods, or <laughs> I don't know what they called it—the movie—but they had a specific name for it, where it means that she's out of action for a, for a while, and uh, she she can only be part of the action here and there because of this condition that she has. So, oftentimes you're wondering when do I get to see Angelina Jolie? <laughs> really? And Selma Hayek is barely there.
0: Are you kidding? Me? Barely. So, like, the two biggest stars in the movie aren't in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> correct yeah the the uh, stars are richard madden and Gemma chan they're out front doing most of the work
0: nice yeah i've i didn't see it i've heard i heard you could cut out 40 minutes but and make it better by just getting rid of the love story uh i mean because they have no chemistry is the main reason why
1: that would work there's zero chemistry between richard madden and Gemma chan uh they they act like Brother and Sister and they and they have a love scene in this movie, so it's kind of like they just there's no energy or life to that romance at all, and I just didn't just didn't buy into it at all,
0: yeah, that said, I mean, I know it's been reviewed as the worst Marvel movie ever made. Uh, I don't know who said that or how many people said that, but I have seen that here and there. That said, I I I know the people that have seen it after all these reviews have come out have tend to like it because the bar got lowered. So I don't know if that matters, but uh.
1: well, I mean, Marvel has created so many great movies that to be the least of a Marvel movie is still pretty good, right? Like like what which Marvel movie can you point out and really say that's awful? Like there's I think there's very few of those that are very. uh, This is certainly not awful. I don't think anybody can say this is awful and be genuine about it because. There's a lot of a lot of artistry that went into this. And Chloe Zhao is an incredible director. It's just that this story doesn't really resonate as deeply or as humanly as the as the other stories do. And these characters aren't aren't as familiar as, you know, even even Iron Man still had his own cartoon show when I was a kid. You know, like he still had some more familiarity than I would say the Eternals do and name recognition. And and that that goes a long way towards uh, building you know for the for the fans who aren't just you know, Marvel obsessives, uh, I I think that uh, our connection to these characters is limited.
0: Well, and I heard they reference Superman and Batman in this movie.
1: They do. I know I know about the Superman reference. I'm not sure about the Batman they, reference, they, but I do something
0: about the, his Butler Alfred. They that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess Kamal has a uh, has a guy who's following him around everywhere.
0: Uh so i mean that's i don't know if disney's planning chloe,
1: on buying chloe Zhao, <laughs> chloe Zhao had mentioned that uh, justice league was kind of a or not justice league man of steel was kind of an influence for her in terms of in terms of putting a superhero story together she she likes that movie
0: that's cool so do i uh, <gasps> yeah i mean i don't know how you keep i get how comic books work because you can just start up a new lane or whatever. I, I don't really... I, maybe I actually don't get how comic books work. I really don't know how... I, they they keep... Just as they make all these movies, they keep making the universe so convoluted and hard to live in. So, I mean, every time you do this... And I think in this one, don't they make the earth like a giant egg? For one of Yeah. <laughs> so, so now what? <laughs> uh, but, eh, I don't know. It's... but then to your point of you know not being you know being the worst marvel movie is not necessarily a bad thing but that's also part of the problem with these movies is they're very safe and there's you know you got these great directors who i'd like to see do something else i mean i'm happy for them career-wise uh but it's just not the same you know
1: (laughs) yeah no, I get it. All right. I I don't hate this. I don't think you. I don't think anybody can honestly hate this. Uh, I think you, you've got a. If you're out there kind of saying this is terrible or this is an awful movie, I, th- I think you're being kind of dishonest. Uh, I think you're just went in with an attitude. Mostly, this isn't bad. It's just not great.
0: Yeah, I haven't actually heard anybody say it's bad other than the reviews. So, uh, very cool. Let's move on to. Red Notice, the highest grossing Netflix movie of all time.
1: <laughs> now, you want a bad movie. This is a bad movie. Okay, if you're waiting around to find a bad movie, here's a bad movie for you. Ryan Reynolds, Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot star in Red Notice, a story about uh, thieves looking to steal the eggs of Cleopatra, these legendary golden forged diamond encrusted eggs. There are two of them that are, known, and one that has been long missing. Uh, the, uh starts with Ryan Reynolds' character trying to steal one out of a museum, and Dwayne Johnson is p- pretending to be a Interpol agent, trying to capture him and stop him uh, while he's being led around by Gal Godot's character, who's the number one art thief in the world, because we get the joke of Ryan Reynolds is the second Uh, best art stealer in the world which is a joke they did in McHale's navy by the way (laughs) just 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 and so much and so much worse but still they're both bad they're both bad jokes because that that joke is just derivative but (laughs) tim curry the joke of that movie was that tim curry was always the second most dangerous terrorist in the world they kept doing that joke over and over again uh (laughs) But that, they don't linger on that joke. I guess I don't know. I, I just I hate this movie. You know what the really problem s- with
0: this movie is it's What's like that? they filmed it three different times. Once with yeah. Ryan Reynolds on a green screen, and then they brought in Dwayne Johnson separately to film on a green screen, and then Gal Gadot on a green. Like none of them were together. <laughs> <laughs> they all do what they do great. Yeah. they're just out there on an island when they're supposed to be this like buddy cop i don't know what what you would call it some i mean it's a jewel thief movie i suppose but there's no like there's there's no chemistry obviously but they're still all doing what they do great it just never meshes together i mean even the marketing for it which the marketing is way better for it than the movie uh but the the marketing is kind of how the movie comes off is just very separate and uh, they're in the, all the scenes together, so I'm not saying that's not. They're I'm not saying <laughs> this is what they did, but it just feels like there's something missing. Because
1: they're all, I mean, they're all doing they're doing their shtick on autopilot, and she's just trying to be one of the boys, just sh- kind of doing the same shtick that they're both they're both kind of doing in their own way, and she's like a combination of both of them. <laughs> and, and they're each doing. He's doing Ryan Reynolds. He's doing the Rock, and. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm bored with this. I've, I've been here. I've seen this before. I've seen this movie a thousand times. This, this humor, by the way, this, this stuff where, where this, this highly referential rat-a-tat humor where we're trying to throw three jokes at the wall, hoping one sticks. I'm over it. I'm done. I, I've, been, I've been, I've watched this movie 15 times since 2005. This movie has been made over and over and over again. I think they made it once with, uh, Tom Hardy and Chris Pratt. (laughs) I know it. Not Chris. The other Chris, the other Chris, whatever his name is. One of them. Uh, Chris Pine Uh, and and Reese Witherspoon. I think that was this movie too. I'm not sure this could be. Uh, I feel like this humor is, is, is choking comedy. This, this approach to humor is choking comedy now. It's choked it to death. It's, it's done it over and over and over again. And I'm just done with it. I'm done with this movie. I'm done with these, these characters, I'm finished.
0: Well, I think you're being too easy on it because because <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's bad because it's worn out. I think it's bad because it's bad. You know, I, I if the, if this was entertaining and it was worn out, that'd be one thing. This isn't even as boring. You know, it, it's not as fun as it should be. I mean, the the bodyguard wise movies. I know you don't love them, but they're not. You know, you know, they're they at least they work. You know, this is full blown just bad and boring, you know, it's that you could argue is worn out. <laughs> and, I, and and you might not like it because of that, but this one is just it's just not good. And I don't I, I don't understand how you can screw this up. I I mean it, I would watch all three of these people.
1: <laughs> it doesn't live up to the idea of these three people in the same right. movie.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, it's
1: so rote and so predictable and the jokes aren't funny and everybody's just doing shtick and I'm just I, I, ha- I hate it so much and I kind of felt this way you know I felt this way about Free Guy and about Jungle Cruise whereas like they were so benign that I just didn't care but this this this, this is, is bringing worse. out like it yeah this is bringing out like a genuine hatred now for, for this for this style of humor
0: and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is just worn. out. I mean, I'm not saying it's not worn out, but I, I just think there's more to it than just being worn out. I think it's like genuinely bad. And that's kind of <laughs> just a real bummer cuz again, I would lo- I mean, I'd I'd watch these three people hang out and do it not even be in a movie. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh have I'd watch them having dinner. <laughs> so <laughs> give me that. Uh, yeah, that's
1: the I mean, that's the classic Gene Siskel quote you know re- what is this better than a movie of these same people having dinner together oh, and it's not
0: right. yeah. <laughs> yeah I absolutely uh,
1: this, is a my, this isn't the worst movie of the year I've yeah, no. I've still got I've still seen serpent this year and I've still seen <laughs> I've still seen uh, oh god I can't remember the other the name of that other piece of shit but this is on this would be like number 10 of my worst movies of the year
0: yeah I don't know I have a hard time with yeah, I don't I don't know where I'd put it. I tell me it's going to be more forgettable, which is really just that's kind of the worst thing you can say about a Ryan Reynolds, a rocker Gal Gadot movie is forgettable because <laughs> they are not forgettable actors. All right. Hopefully it picks up from here. Spencer.
1: It does pick up from here because this movie is wonderful. Uh, Kristen Stewart stars as Princess Diana. Uh, this is set over Christmas in 1990, where you know, she's on the verge of uh, breaking away from the royal family, but she's got to go do the whole Christmas thing. And we kind of get a sense of her entire life uh, through this one weekend of Christmas at uh, at this castle, Sandringham, uh, where you know, she knows that that Charles is is cheating with with Camilla, and she's aware that pretty much everybody knows. Everybody knows about her problems, about how she's not eating, about how she's suffering from bulimia. And she, she's just so tired and sick of everything. And she's got, you know, she's at this like fork in the road. And what does she do? Does she kill herself? (laughs) Does she, does she try and leave? Is it possible to leave this? Can you leave this life? And the conflict is just so strong and so emotional. And she is, so incredible, and so is Pablo Lorraine, the director here, who just does an amazing job of creating the you know this cage. I mean, the the concept of a gilded cage was built for Princess Di. I mean, she's trapped. She they, she's trapped inside of this cage. That while yes, she has all the privilege in the world, and she has all the money, and she can do just about anything. She really can't do anything because the the strictures of royal life. I mean, every single day she's told what she has to wear. She hasn't, and not just one time a day, like three times a day, she's told that she has to wear it. Granted, yes, I know it's the highest fashion of the world, and you shouldn't complain about having everything, but when your life is this controlled, when somebody is there watching you get dressed or telling you uh, to, to <laughs> you can't do this, you can't do that, and then you have to, you're forced to live with this man and see this man who is your husband, but he's also, Hates you and you hate him, and you're not allowed to leave. Just, I bought in. I bought in on the conflict. I bought in on her emotion. I bought in on her sy- being, uh, on how sympathetic I feel towards her. And there are just so many lovely, lovely touches of this movie. There's this point where, and Pablo Lorraine is just brilliant at doing this, creating these moments where music and life come together. Uh, there's this like dream sequence where she's just bounding through the halls of, of Sandringham, dancing, and everybody's just kind of. St- staring at her and lost and confused like how could she do this (laughs) it's a dream sequence but it's still beautiful and then there's sally hawkins and she and sally hawkins have this moment on the beach together that is just so beautiful and so human and so lovely where she just says to her you don't you don't need another doctor you just need to be loved beautiful
0: yeah I, i mean and you know you go from as a movie fan, not being able to stand like Kristen Stewart from the twilight movies, <laughs> all of her to c- turn around and be one of the best actors out there. Uh, she's
1: incredible. Yeah. Uh,
0: I mean, she's constantly. I haven't seen this. Uh, so I'm not commenting on this movie, but she's constantly knocking out of the park when I do see her in something, uh, even in something bad, she usually shines in it. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't you know if you would ever asked me who should play Princess Diana, I probably wouldn't have thought of Kristen Stewart. And even looking at this picture that we have up here on YouTube, I'm just like, wow, well, yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I don't know why I would have never seen it before. Yeah, but uh, this sounds pretty amazing, and sounds like a great performance. And I'm sure I've heard she might be up for awards later on. I
1: sure hope so. She deserves it. This is this is a really great movie.
0: All right, let's move on to Belfast.
1: Belfast uh, stars uh, Catriona Belfi and uh, Jamie Dornan, their parents to a young boy named Buddy who was being raised in Belfast in 1969. And if you're familiar with Belfast in 1969, it's not a very safe place. Uh, the, the war between the Protestants and the Catholics is becoming violent. And these this couple and their children live on this uh, street where they live, it's an integrated street. Uh, there, there are Catholics and the, and uh, Protestants living on the same street, and so there's a great deal of conflict because people are very Catholics, especially, are very upset, or Protestants are very upset that Protestants and Catholics are living on the same street. So this street becomes sort of a battlefield uh, place where you know he's the the father Jamie Dornan is trying to raise his family, but he also can't find a job in Belfast, so he has to work in. In uh, England, so he leaves for weeks at a time to go work uh, in construction and then come back and try and raise his family. He also has long time tax problems, so they're trying to get him out of that. Uh, his wife is trying to keep the bills paid and get him out of that, but it keeps building and building and building all this pressure. Meanwhile, we're spending the entire time with the kid, uh, Jude Hill, who's the central character here, and seeing all this through his eyes. And that's very compelling, and, it, and it's quite, uh, it's quite warm and genuine in that way. I don't necessarily connect with this very deeply. Uh, I, I appreciate the artistry. I know the, the, the choice of black and white is sweet and then the, uh, the, uh, way he, he, he the kid like, loves going to the movies and they use color to show that the movie, the movie he's watching. And then they cut back to him and it's black and white. it's really, it's a very interesting approach. I, I don't really understand the reasoning behind it. I guess just kind of the idea of the outside world is more colorful than it is here. Uh, i i get it i just i'm struggling to really be that compelled by it
0: sounds like it's no jojo rabbit another movie where you have to live through a kid (laughs) Uh, which is a great idea you know i having a kid be at the center of you know in the background horrible stuff's going on that's a neat way but it's been done forever i mean hell the simpsons did it South Park does stuff like that. I mean, it's all of it different ways, but it's definitely an idea that's been done. Uh, yeah, but it
1: it it's well made. It's it's uh, it's sweet in many ways. It's got some very strong conflict and good performances. Uh, Kenneth Branagh is a terrific director. Um, I don't really. I think this one got built up too high for me. Like yeah. I, I I was told to expect way too much because this is apparently the Oscar front runner. Really, and I, I I don't see that. Yeah, apparently that... people haven't seen Tick Tick Boom yet. I'm not. I'm the only one. So we'll <laughs> oh, talk really? about that next week. <laughs>
0: I'm excited about something now? Yeah, this looks like something where you say everything about it is great. I just don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I recommend it. I recommend people see it, but it, it does it does seem kind of like uh, the most. Uh, mainstream idea of an Oscar movie like the one that this is the one that's going to make everybody happy everybody can watch this and everybody can like it and everybody can see something that they appreciate and that to me is playing it safe
0: (laughs) And that's also I mean you should remember this because you're giving it a positive review if it does in fact win the Oscar don't be surprised if you know I'm sure I'll see it at some point I can see myself turning on a movie that I like Okay, when it goes off to win an Oscar, I know we turned on uh that one with uh oh my god, Green Book or something like that. <laughs> we liked it when we reviewed it, but by the it <laughs> won the Oscar, like fuck that movie. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's Belfast. What is The French Dispatch? Wes Anderson. The
1: French The French Dispatch is a Wes Anderson movie. It's set in uh, in a small town in France called Ennui, which <laughs> Ennui France is pretty great. Uh, and the it unfolds in three or four stories, I guess, because there's a framing story about Bill Murray being the owner of this French newspaper that is somehow the offshoot of a Lawrence, Kansas newspaper that has their own French office for some reason, which is funny in its way. Everything about this movie is funny while you're watching it. Trying to explain why it's funny later doesn't make any sense. So I won't try, but uh, wonderful characters. Uh, Owen Wilson plays a, a he's got he's got these wonderful reporters. So one of them is Owen Wilson who tell who gives us a bicycling tour of Ennui and it's various scenes that are very reminiscent of the word ennui, <laughs> which I love. I, I love the visual joke of that. I love the way that Wes Anderson plays it without it being a joke. It's just it's wonderful. Absolutely great. Then there's a. Uh, uh, Tilda Swinton plays another reporter who's covering the art world, and it's a send-up of of modern art. Uh, Benicio del Toro is a prisoner who's kind of psychotic, who becomes this art world uh, celebration. He's this wonderful artist; everybody loves his art, and he kind of goes out of his way to to make it difficult for people to appreciate his art. <laughs> I uh, know uh, Adrian Brody plays uh, one of the uh, people trying to buy and promote his art, and he, he's he's gets sent up very well, very funny way. Then Jeffrey Wright has this amazing story at the end where it becomes this sort of this very low key action movie taking place, but <laughs> with a West and very Wes Anderson style. There's a car chase and everything in this, and it's so wonderful, and it's so witty, and it's so fun. Uh, the least interesting part, I guess, would be Timothy Chalamet and, uh, and that. He, not that he's bad. There's nothing bad in this movie, but uh, he and uh, I can Why am I struggling to remember her name right now? I don't. Uh, anyway, uh, Francis McDormand. There it is. There it is. It took me a second. Uh, they have a they have a thing going on. He's a you know a college revolutionary, and she's a reporter, and they kind of have a, an affair. But it's it's very it's good but it's not nearly as interesting as the other stories everything about this movie though i i really enjoyed it's just really it's really smart and funny and, and great pace and just exciting interesting characters I, I dig it a lot
0: where do you rank it with the rest of the wes anderson movies or is it just like they're all the same so
1: I would rank this near the top I think this is uh, Up there with Royal Tenenbaums I, I, For me I like I said I think this is his funniest Movie I think this is one where he's Making a genuine uh, Straight ahead comedy and And his style his idea His approach to comedy is so unusual It's it's very It's very it's just very Him uh, and I, I really enjoyed I really enjoy the way he approaches Comedy
0: Cool I, I mean, I like Royal Tenenbaums a lot. I think Rushmore is great. After that, I'm just kind of like same thing, same thing. <laughs> but I stopped watching them, so I can't keep saying that. <laughs> uh, but if you're comparing it to Roller Royal Tenenbaums, I might give it a shot then. If it's, I co- recommend co- it co- highly. I, it's one of my favorite things I've seen this year. <clears throat> <clears throat> That's awesome. Uh, what about Chappie? I mean Finch. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And right there, you
0: just leveled this movie.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I didn't watch it?
0: <laughs> that was my first thought, and I'm like, that's not coming back from that.
1: <laughs> oh, Finch stars Tom Hanks in a uh, post-apocalyptic world where the uh, the ozone layer has gone away. It's hard to go outside. If you put your hand in the sun, it'll burn immediately. Uh, he lives in this... Uh, he's living in some kind of... Uh, solar station so he's got plenty of power so he's got electricity so he builds himself Mm -hmm. uh, a robot uh, that uh, he builds specifically because he knows he's not going to live for very much longer resources are growing tighter he doesn't have much longer to go but he has this dog and he wants this dog to be taken care of so he literally builds this robot to take care of this dog he builds it with artificial intelligence specifically related to teaching it how to care properly for a dog Uh, The robot is is, uh, he's Finch uh, the robot's name is Jeff and uh, the dog is named Dog Uh, (laughs) and and basically I think somebody just thought the idea of Tom Hanks building a robot to take care of a dog is a pretty cute idea and he's also got another robot dog as well on top of that so he's got like three Wilsons in this movie (laughs) so imagine Tom Hanks and three Wilsons it's great Uh, but this robot talks so that kind of Instead of Wilson not being able to talk, he talks in this one. And he's kinda cute. Uh I just I think this doesn't completely work for me. I, I think it's well made. Uh but I love Tom Hanks. I think he's great. I just I didn't I didn't care in the end about this.
0: It sounds like the dumbest premise in the history of movies. I'm gonna build a robot to take care of my <laughs> dog in a post apocalyptic <laughs> world. He loves the dog. What? that's fine I don't care if you do it I don't want to watch the movie though (laughs) that's what I'm getting at (laughs) (laughs) you can talk about it I don't mean and if you're in that
1: is it not wholesome to hear Tom Hanks build a robot to take care of a dog
0: (laughs) yeah but then I'm done you said it there's your line (laughs) now I gotta watch it for 90 minutes or whatever it is (laughs) That line covers all of it. <laughs> My imagination is going to do a better job, and it's going to last less. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean this. I, this almost it's looks not like a, v- a, It looks like a joke.
1: <laughs> it's not as annoying as Chappie.
0: <laughs> That's fair.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's got that going for it. <laughs>
0: Well, then I read your review, and literally the only thing I've ever heard about this movie is what you've told me. Like, I've never seen any advertising for it. And it's was, so weird, right? What is Apple doing? What are they doing? And this is the second <laughs> Tom Hanks movie they kind of did that with, right? What was the one yeah, earlier? Like, the... Yeah, the what? World War Two movie. Right. I I don't, you would think. And then Coda. A...
1: Like, Coda's a great movie. They, they got it, and they buried it. Uh, Palmer is kind of the same way. They got it. They buried it. Maybe they. I don't understand their approach. I really don't.
0: They're trying to get the word of mouth thing going, and then people just start getting Apple products. Either that, or they like they like their exclusivity so much that they don't want you to know. <laughs>
1: <I tell> you. <laughs> Maybe um, you're like an Apple user. You can't escape this. I don't know.
0: I'm an Apple user, and I've never <laughs> seen this anywhere. Until I googled it to get this picture for YouTube. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand.
1: That poster does look like somebody, something, some like they made up for like another SNL.
0: movie, or, or like an SNL <laughs> sketch. Yeah. that's I, I don't even know what else to say other than our classic is Cast Away. <laughs>
1: Uh, Castaway, uh, is this based
0: on a true story? Yes.
1: Uh, Ch- he stars as a guy named Chuck Nolan who works for uh, FedEx. He's obsessed with time and that's kind of a theme. Uh, he ends up going, getting on this plane and, uh, that crashes and lands on this island and uh, lives there for four years taking care of himself and uh, teaching himself to fish and you know to do what he needs to do to survive. Uh, the this is a really good movie from the most part. Like through you know through the start of it, through the start of the movie, it's actually really you know compelling. Like the first twenty minutes or so, really race by. It's got a great pace to it. Once we're on the island, it does slow down a little bit. But uh, there's so many incidents in this movie that are so memorable. Like uh, any time he hurts himself or <laughs> the, the tooth and the, and the ice skate, like are very you know memorable. Uh, then he's got the, the volleyball that he found in all the FedEx packages that washed up uh, the island, and uh, he, he names it Wilson. He gives mm. it a face and starts talking to it. And it, Tom Hanks just has a lot of personality, a lot of personality. So in that way, that does work. He's the right, he's the right actor for this, for my money. Uh, he really does do very well in a role like this. Uh, I, I like everything except the ending of this movie. It pisses me off every time. Uh, not that, not about him and Helen Hunt because I, I don't mind that they don't get together. Uh, my issue is that that uh, we've got this character that he that Zemeckis decides to establish in the opening of the movie. This woman who lives on a ranch in Texas who is making angel wings, and she remains prominent. Her, her angel wing creations made prominent through the movie, but we establish early on that she's essentially sent something to her soon-to-be ex-husband to. We can assume are divorce papers, and then we come back around at the end, and uh, he's got this package that had the angel wings on it that he's kept the entire time, and he takes it back to her house, and. <laughs> he finishes the movie at a literal crossroads. And I'm just like, Oh, fuck you.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, it almost
1: plays like they, they established this woman specifically to be his consolation prize. Cause he can't have Helen Hunt.
0: <laughs> right. I, I don't like this movie, but I think Tom Hanks performance is amazing. Is that weird? I mean, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just—it's got a little too lone survivory for me. In that it—it's a true story, but they take liberty; they use that to their advantage, and stuff that's not necessarily believable uh, happens. And be like, "Well, it's a true story; that would happen." <laughs> so, uh, but I do like the way it starts. I, I wish there was a way to—I don't know—the pacing does get weird when he's on the island. But you're right now watching it however many years later or about almost what 21 years later uh, Jesus <laughs> <laughs> uh, it there are so many memorable moments so there's that so uh, I mean that matters I mean you don't last that long and be that iconic in terms of I mean everybody knows what Wilson means to this day right whether you seen the movie or not and that's an impressive feat so I, I don't know Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I guess it's, there's no right or wrong, but I, I just don't like it that much. But I think Tom Hanks is this is one of his best, maybe one or two best performances that he's ever had. Maybe top three for sure in my my mind. Do
1: you, do you find like do you think the odds are stacked
0: against him too high? A little bit, and then the way that he, I don't know, and I I suppose that raft that he makes at the end could have made it but i feel like they would i I don't know i just the yeah i guess what you said is right i guess the odds were stacked too high and it had me not just kind of buying it and then and then the fact that people go but it's a true story it happened like so was lone survivor and that didn't happen that way no (laughs) He basically made himself Rambo. That's ridiculous. <laughs> this isn't that bad. Uh, you know, I'm not right. going to say that because there's definitely, there's definitely scenes that are real situations you're going to have to deal with. And I know he made a raft and floated back <laughs> to land, so I know what happened. I just the way they show it in the movie, I don't. I, I love,
1: but again, there's a little bit of a, a very smart visual early on in this movie where they're giving us a tour of his life. Uh, visually you they, they pass over a wall of photos and you see that he has a he's he's like a, a professional when it comes to boating and, oh, yeah. and being a, and being a captain so he would know these things
0: he would know how to do this but i'm not saying i mean clearly he he made it back so it's, it really happened i understand that i just the particular raft he was on <laughs> made it look more impressive i mean it's already impressive i just it, it just it was almost unbelievable the way i because it just was all rickety i don't know maybe i'm being too hard on it but that's not i mean i agree with you also with the crossroads way of ending it and
1: i <laughs> really so that pissed me off so much it's just a guy standing at a literal crossroads like we get it we get it bob we understand we know what you're saying like he doesn't have to stand literally at the crossroads we get it
0: (laughs) i mean for my money i would have almost rather had the the castaway stuff shortened and i mean you have the helen hunt stuff go a little longer and that dilemma and that uh, there's a lot there that could have been pretty awesome and not awesome but just compelling Uh, intriguing but instead they just kind of at this point you're just happy he made it back and everything else is just kind of they just rushed through it and
1: uh, I would have ditched I would have ditched the whole angel wing thing I would have ditched that whole subplot I would have got rid of that whole thing and the movie would not it would start with him in Russia and it would end with uh, him having that conversation with his friend about moving on from Helen would that would to me would be a better way to end this movie
0: Right, because that's. Uh, I mean, when when something like that happens, and you come back, and you know, if I disappeared, I mean, uh, it's funny. I'm literally listening to a podcast today that was talking about a castaway situation, and who's it? What you know, if you're gone for two years and your wife goes and gets remarried or four years, whatever it is, uh, what do you do? How do you you know? Do you who's wrong? Nobody's wrong. Everybody in the situation is a victim. <laughs> like every <laughs> single person in that situation. <laughs> And it's just that's a that's a dilemma that I don't even know how you just kind of gotta move on from, but it's still getting to that point where you're moving on is that's a process and here it just kind of like you can't have me all right <laughs> go to the next scene and movie's over not yeah. that that's wrong, but i just i i think you could have had a more compelling movie if you well, especially it.
1: with a with a uh, And again maybe this is just my perception of this Maybe I'm being unfair but I felt like they set up the Bettina character At the end to be his Consolation prize like or like Fate meant that he would Bring bring Chuck to this point I don't know if this really happened or part If this was a made up part of the story I don't care In the movie it feels false In the movie it feels like uh, Ah see fate was looking out for him He didn't get this girl but he gets this girl And she's just as hot And she makes cool stuff on a farm in texas like screw you movie
0: (laughs) yeah it's not about like people aren't prizes exactly (laughs) and
1: that's what it felt like that's what it felt like to me
0: absolutely and that's what they were going for and but that if you if you had spent more time with the dilemma and you yeah like you said throw away that the angel wing thing and then he meets somebody new, and then whatever, you know. There's no prize; it's just natural, and it came together the way it should be. I, I think there's a really fantastic movie here, and I think you already got the performance. I mean, again, like I said, I this is one of my favorite Tom Hanks performances ever in a movie. I don't really like that much, <laughs> so. Uh,
1: and you really hate method acting, so I mean, because <laughs> he had to lose all that weight, right? You know.
0: <laughs> i mean i'm a big De Niro fan he used to do that when you can walk and you have to be carried off set that's when i and whether that's even true or not i don't know but i heard it was so i'm just gonna run with it uh
1: i, I like this movie for the most part i think it's i think many, much of it is incredible and i i, I really did kind of get i got it i got into the wilson thing i always get into the wilson thing it always Resonates with me for some reason, uh, even though Wilson's just a volleyball. Right, I, I, he, he invests so much in that that it, that I do buy into it. So uh, like, he's incredible, but uh, I, I I hold back on, on loving this movie because of that that framing device and that ending. It's just so on the nose.
0: Right, and I think for me, it's more the what I want. <laughs> And I see that, like right there, they just kind of move it around a little bit. Uh, you could almost do a director's cut and probably make it happen. <laughs> uh, but and I think I'm holding that against the movie rather than judging it for what it is as well. But again, I
1: was gonna say, to, to your point though about the, what this movie could have been, the scenes, the scene between the scenes between him and Helen Hunter are, are incredible. Like they, right. those two connect so deeply. <clears throat> Especially that that scene at the end, their final scene together. It is absolutely incredible.
0: No, I, I agree. I just, I guess I wanted more of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. I'm, that's yeah. why I'm back. I'm backing up. Yep, oh,
0: thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, Tom Hanks was, this is, he, this is the one movie. This is in probably Philadelphia where I don't, I don't see Tom Hanks and I don't see the guy from big or the burbs. And, you know, I, he disappears into the role and when you're that famous, it's really hard to do. And he he really does for me in this movie. Uh so I, I gotta give him credit for that for sure.
1: Yeah, it's an absolutely full bodied performance.
0: Uh I didn't watch anything from ninety one, but we had Cape Fear in Kafka. <laughs> I don't know if you're
1: uh Kafka, I think that's the Soderberg movie, I yes, think. I think I've is. seen that.
0: I have not. And we it's did. been years though so I don't really remember it but uh, we had Kate Fears a classic a few years ago yeah we were
1: underwhelmed no, very much so <laughs>
0: I think, yeah. yeah
1: Robert Robert De Niro is no, is no Robert Mitchell apparently
0: <laughs> more like Robert Englund. <laughs> Uh I think that's how Ebert reviewed it is he's just essentially playing Freddy Krueger <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah pretty much next week we got ghostbusters afterlife uh king richard tick tick boom which now you have me really excited to see <laughs> and possibly power of the dog you don't know for sure yet yeah uh do you want to do all that jazz or do you want to sit and f- sit on think about it a little bit
1: i don't know because i don't know how ba-
0: i don't know how long all that jazz is. Yeah, it's three not, hours I'm, let's not commit I'm not to all that it. jazz yet. we don't have a classic yet <laughs> Uh, I don't know what we'll watch from 91, but Adam's Family, Favela Goes West, and Beauty and the Beast all came out. Have you
1: seen Chicago? You've seen Chicago, right? Yeah. With Renee Zellweger? Yeah. 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 Okay. Trying to think of Broadway movies,
0: because
1: Tick, Tick, Boom is about Broadway. Sort of.
0: Was King Richard ever on Broadway? (laughs) (laughs) Didn't Al Pacino play him a couple times? Uh, I mean, I'd do Chicago if you want. We can think about that too. Uh, just yeah, let me know what we'll we're gonna do. Uh, mm-hmm. and then for the boys also turns thirty. Uh again, I don't know how much time we're gonna spend on it. Uh but before we go to Flick Chart, I just wanna wanna remind you to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com dot slash critics pod. Best would up to support the podcast. Give us a five star review, preferably on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read the review on the air. And the next one's gonna get a copy of I Spit on Your Grave. And if you want some of our T public uh merch, go to I hate Critics.net and click on the link in the right-hand corner, upper right-hand corner to get some of our podcast merch. Uh let's go to flick chart and play that for a little bit. Here we go. And we'll start with The Fountain or Can't Hardly Wait. <laughs>
1: because uh, The Fountain is that one where Hugh Jackman just cries the entire movie, and I'm like, oh. ugh. <laughs> but Can't Hardly Wait isn't very good either. Right. I don't know which way to go on that. Where are you going on that?
0: I'm going on The Fountain just because it tries harder. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> I'd rather go for a swing and a miss than a, a bunt. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Uh... <laughs> The Sweet Hereafter or Last King of Scotland.
1: The Sweet Hereafter. The Last King of Scotland is fine. It's just it's the Sweet Hereafter. That was much more emotionally involving.
0: The Master, Beverly Hills Cop. The Master. Sorry. <laughs> uh, every other movie he does is good.
1: <laughs> this is
0: one of the others. Uh, holy cow! I actually want a coin flip. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> i burn burning movie hell for that one. <laughs> uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas, Demolition Man.
1: I mean, Demolition Man is just so much fun. It's stupid, but it's so much fun.
0: I agree. I w- I was in Dallas a couple of weeks ago. And I have to go back tomorrow. Um, and I had nothing to do at late at night. And I just wanted to go to sleep with something. So I put that on, it had been forever since i have seen it. <laughs> the movie is still... <laughs> Still as much fun as it was then. Uh, Scream 2 Machete. Scream 2. It's fine. I don't really have a connection to Machete. The Born Ultimatum, <laughs> Airbud.
1: <laughs> Born Ultimatum.
0: A tough one. Yeah. <laughs> the WWE movie, Seen No Evil, or Stephen King's uh, That's Bagger a Bones.
1: TV movie that I've never seen or heard of.
0: Oh, the bag of oh A and yeah, I suppose that's uh Do <laughs> Evil or Creed?
1: That just got a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Flick starts trying to get me to talk about Rocky Four. <laughs> they do Demolition right. Man, and then they do Creed. Uh, I didn't go see it in the theater uh, just because. I'm not gonna badmouth anybody. Is my I married? Uh, I'm busy. I never. I'm never home, so I shouldn't have gone. It was the right thing yeah. to do. Uh, but so I didn't get to go see Rocky Four with Babbo versus Drago in the theater. But I did watch it this morning instead of Finch, <laughs> and uh, I'm still trying to decide. Uh, they almost kind of took the fun out of Rocky Four and tried to make it Rocky. And really? Uh, at least I was thinking that. And then they, they still have the montages in there, though. So part of the extended cut is, you know how at the beginning of all the Rocky movies, they show the end of the previous Rocky movie? <laughs> they show, yeah. They show a lot more Rocky Three. Uh, <laughs> they show him lose to to Clubber Lang. Then they show him train with Apollo. Then they show him beat Clubber Lang. So there's like 10 minutes that, that instead of 30 seconds or whatever it was. <laughs> maybe it's not a full 10 minutes, but that's part of the extended king, uh, extending the cut, the robot altogether, which is fine. Good. Uh, <laughs> uh but then they focus to, I don't know that I guess it's better because it does get fun. The, f- there's one part in the fight where Rocky's fighting Drago and he gets knocked down. And then you have this voiceover Stallone clearly to, from today doing a narration of himself, you know, get up you're okay you know he's talking to himself but they don't do it again (laughs) they do it the one time and it's just kind of odd clearly it takes like 15 to 20 seconds for him to go through the scene and obviously he's not counted out because he wins the fight at the end (laughs) Right? Uh, i I don't know i kind of appreciated the stupidity of it and i like it better when it (sighs) i like it better when it knows it's bad i know you have situations like the room or whatever, and it's better when it's when you're laughing at them instead of laughing. Right. At them. But in Rocky four, you knew that you, I like, I want to know that they know they're making a cheesy, fun action movie. And this kind of makes me feel like he didn't know he was making a cheesy, fun action movie. I, am I'll probably watch it again. Cause I, I'm trying to process my thoughts. I'm also tired as hell. Uh, <laughs> and I got to go to work in a little bit. So, uh, there's that too, but it, it—I don't know. I'm sure at some point when you have time, you'll give it a shot. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad I watched it. All right. Yeah. The page. I've
1: seen neither of these, so not
0: oh, good. Neither have I. All right. House of Flying Daggers and the Fabulous Baker Boys. House of Flying Daggers. The fabulous Baker Boys should have been so good, and it was so bad. So bad it's kind of like red notice or uh yeah red notice you got those three actors (laughs) that you think would be awesome and it's kind of blah (laughs) yeah exactly three billboards outside ebbing missouri american werewolf in london three billboards yeah american werewolf in london is just it's like that as good as it gets last king of scotland (laughs) movies that are probably supposed to be good but i I have no real interest in going back i'm sure at some point we will (laughs) but I we haven't done it yet. I feel it. 27 dresses. Beavis and Butthead to America.
1: That's tough for me, actually. I love both those movies. Like the, the, Both of those are like comfort movies to me. I I really enjoy both of those. So I I don't really know where to come down with that.
0: What did you watch right now? If you had to put a movie in right the second, which one would it be?
1: I guess it would be Beavis and Butthead because it's shorter. <laughs>
0: yeah i was gonna let you just pick because i i mean i think they're both good but i'm not really married to either one of them uh so that's i thought you're gonna go 27 dresses
1: (laughs) (laughs) i thought about it it's close
0: yeah it's close this is weird the american president i now pronounce you chuck and mary
1: the american president
0: one of the safest movies of all time american pie g.i jane american pie yeah Sherlock Holmes, Fargo. Fargo. (laughs) One of the best movies of all time. Three Billboards, Horton Hears a Who. Three Billboards. Absolutely. Robin Hood with an old man and Girl Interrupted.
1: (laughs) Girl Interrupted.
0: Good point. (laughs) Are they making Gladiator 2 with Russell Crowe? Are they really? I, I, I know they're talking about making it. But I don't know how you do it with Russell Crowe at this point, unless he's, he's playing. He's, a, he's dead. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot about how the movie ends. <laughs> I just know Ridley Scott's making a new one. I'm just like, all those things are like Russell Crowe's really old and fat now, and I don't know how he gets in shape for gladi.
1: <laughs> I don't know because he's dead. So he's, how does he? Get? <laughs>
0: that's how much I love that movie. <laughs> Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within, Life of Pi. Life of Pi. Yeah, pretty easy. Contagion, Heathers.
1: That's tough. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, c- Contagion feels like too real right now. and <laughs> Heathers is just always great to me. I'm thinking Heathers because I'd rather watch that right now.
0: I agree. And there's just... I mean, maybe it's nostalgia. I don't know. But I do... I just...
1: Kegans love my two. dead gay son <laughs> <laughs> never, never fails to make me laugh <laughs> never fails that guy delivers that so perfectly
0: Superman Returns Clerks 2 Clerks 2 love that movie Troll Hunter Slither
1: Troll Hunter really I'm not a big fan of Slither
0: I've never seen Troll either one of them but was Troll Hunter any good
1: Yeah, it's not bad.
0: Unforgiven, Singing in the Rain.
1: Two very, very different movies. Two very, very good movies. Uh, Unforgiven.
0: Yeah, it's nothing against Singing in the Rain. It's just more my... I'm more of the Unforgiven demographic than the Singing in the Rain. (laughs) The Wolverine, 21 Jump Street.
1: 21 Jump Street.
0: It's a ton of fun. Hellraiser, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Neither. (laughs) End end, end of the show. (laughs) All right. We'll see you next week.